Let's go for it. All right. All right, we'll get this rolling as it comes. We got the motherfucking close-up on me right here, dude. Finally! Finally! You guys ready? This episode is brought to you by MyBookie Online. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Just use promo code HOTBOXING to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Hot Boxing. I am Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. Mike, we got a really special guest oh, this here, guy brother. Is really special. This, this dude is, really is the man special. for many reasons. Pasquale, yeah. welcome, man. Thank you, you guys. Doing, Thanks brother? for having me. I feel honored to be here. No, we're happy to we're have you. We're honored, him. man. Pasquale is a very special individual, as we will see. Yes. We continue to go into Absolutely. depth in this interview. Absolutely, man. So... Why don't we hop right in, brother? Why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? Well, I'm just a, I'm a regular dude that just no, had a you're lot. No, not. Come on. You're not a regular dude. <laughs> I appreciate that, especially coming from a, le- you know, a legend right here. Absolutely. It's a real honor to be here. Um, but it's – I produce um, – events mainly but we do we have a label we do fashion we do all kinds of different things but it's all based on a community that is all about positivity and i'm just the gatekeeper facilitator facilitator um i'm uh you know I, i build these shows like i i'd want them to be for myself as an attendee and as a fan of the culture and um I started off doing 300 people at my first event, and now we're doing events with – we're doing almost 3 million tickets a year. And some events on just one weekend will do 450,000 people, and it's really just blossomed into this even larger community that I just um, – has changed my life and has been there for a lot of people. That you know, t- Life can have its challenges. People come from all different backgrounds. I get messages on a daily about uh, these events save their lives. They didn't commit suicide because of these of the, this community. Um, it makes them happy. They've met their they have kids. They met their partner at these events. They um, they're waiting for the next one to to come their way so that they can um, connect with people again. I mean, it's just it's the most beautiful thing that I, I I feel blessed every day to be able to work on on these events and be part of this community. And uh, it's been real positive for for people, and there's there needs to be more of that in the world. So that's why um, I love it so much. No doubt about it. Um, tell us what these events are specifically for our listeners who don't know. So they're they're not like your regular concerts uh, because of the community that's behind it. Because there's. Um, it's 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 about music, but it's also about connecting with one another and being your best self. Um, essentially, they're also logistically on the logistics side. They're pop up theme parks. Um, we build cities, temporary cities for for the for the weekend. Wow! And um, you know, our Vegas event has. I mean, we have thousands of people thousands of people working on the sh- on that show and building that show to get ready for 160,000 people to come through the gates and we have 30,000 people camping we have theatrics we have amazing artists on the stages we have art installations separate than the stages that also look like art installations so there's we, we focus on art in all its forms whether it's music theatrics, um, installations, sculptures. Uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, Macy, Macy balloons, you know, we, we, we try to go off on, try to touch every sense and bring everyone together. And it brings people into the present moment when you wow people on that level. And that's what our goal is. Cause that's how it, it's easier to connect people when you have them in the present moment and they're not thinking about their job or whatever it is yeah, yeah yeah so it's it's um it's a great community that's amazing man and this is the nocturnal wonderland 
Well, Nocturno is one event that I produced that my. What kid. are the names of the all the events you produced? Oh, there's quite a few. How many? Well, please tell them. I mean, there's there's a there's a there's a bunch. Of really? Off, some some. Yeah. What are your What are your biggest? The biggest ones, EDC. Okay. Uh, would be the biggest, and EDC doesn't just happen in one place. We do it all over the world. EDC is electric. Dance Daisy. music. Electric Daisy Carnival. Carnival. I think dance yes. music. That's beautiful. People dress up. There's, I mean, everything you can imagine. It's a literal wonderland. No, no, no. More than that, it's more like a spiritual retreat. Uh-huh. That's yeah. how I perceived it. Yeah. I that's the it. first thing I I, 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 I love you. I've, I've known people. The, I've known people that have gone, and that's the yeah. experience. That I, I'm one day I'm looking at that. I don't even know why I'm looking at it. I don't know why it's on. I'm looking at this. And, and, and listen, I don't know. And I'm saying maybe it's my ego. You know, what do you mean? I gotta check my ego sometimes. I look at my ego, and I looked at all this, and I'm watching the people, and I said, "This is how my mind works. This is how my." I said, "Wow, this is an army. I don't like to lead this army. How do I get involved in this business? You know what I mean? I said, this is power. You know what I mean? It was more than just people dancing. Like it was power. It was like I was telling. It was like it was a political statement." Yeah. It's power from every perspective that you know of. You know, people from all parts of the world that's so disenfranchised, for one time in their life they become franchised, and they never want to disenfranchise again. Now imagine that, you could have the whole world doing that. How do you have the whole world doing that at the same time? How do we do that? And have it filmed, have the whole world at the same time, boom, do that. What's beautiful is I've been doing this my whole life since I was a teenager. Wow. Starting off on the dance floor, just being part, part of this small community. Mm-hmm. It was very underground. For, for you to get that, I mean, I, I try to be a little bit conservative because I, I think people think I'm a little, you know, when Out I dr- talk about the no, no, spiritual listen, side that's of this, what, but for well, you I to say, get I had it. To, I had to say without using, a, using somebody, what, this egotistical motherfucker? No, without coming across that way you know what I mean but imagine everybody doing this at one time no matter what time it is over the world you know different times of the world one time and it's filmed all over the world and it's on some show and it's all over the world you can't stop it it's forced in your face I just love that I totally vibe with that I remember growing up probably in high school and college for the most part and during my time in the NFL watching YouTube of these incredible music festivals, the DJs, this music, the energy of the people, and being super inspired by that myself. So I totally, it totally resonates with me. And being, there's nothing like being there in person. Yeah. It's hard to describe. It's hard to, the fact that you've picked it up by, because you haven't been going in, in it deep, right? You've watched a lot of video, you've, you, you feel it. Naturally, you feel it. When you're there, it is unbelievable. And even people that say, okay, I understand it, when they go and they actually feel the energy of the people and talk to the people, it's, it's a whole nother level. I mean, it, does ch- it changes you to connect with a part of yourself that you, that, that, that you, don't, you, you can't usually connect with by just seeing something or being told something. I mean, it's really... It really is special. And people, you know, there's so many, people are searching to be a part of something. They want to feel comfortable in their own skin. They want to be able to dance without feeling like they're being judged. They want to just let loose. And this is an environment that allows you to be able to just go off. You don't have to be hard. You don't have to be, you know, worry about being any, any way, right? And it's just, in L.A., Especially in the early '90s, when, when you know, in 1990, 91, when I first discovered it, and it was cr- it was crazy in LA those years, like 80, 88, 89, 91. It was nuts. I mean, it was, you know, I was in. What Venice. was nuts? Like the electric music scene? No, I'm saying the city was nuts. Oh, oh. you know, it was just a, it was crazy. Really People were hard. Out, huh? There was really fighting. In yeah. the streets, there was gangs. There was, I mean, if you were a young kid growing up in LA and you weren't protected by, if you know, you were in an area where, where your parents protected you or right. you weren't exposed to it, but there was a lot of people that it was crazy. I mean, yeah. 
gangster rap was huge. Yeah. People were you had a lot of wannabe gangsters, you had real gangsters, you had I mean it was a crazy time in LA. This was before the LA riots. Not, mm. That happened in ninety two. And even into But you could see something before the LA riots, you could see something bad was gonna happen. Absolutely. You just knew you had the energy in LA. You always had to watch it back, worry about people shooting at you, running into people that you have conflict with mm. that you never even met before. Yeah. I mean I, I was know? jumped uh two times, you know as a kid hanging out you know at the parks drinking 40s everyone was trying to you know the, the influences yeah, to do the yeah. music and it was just it was a, a crazy time yeah. to discover this community and this culture at that time and not get you know I walked through the door I, I remember the moment and just feeling I remember someone skipping by me it was like a big like dude that could be hard if he wanted but he was like skipping by me with like a daisy in his Kango like it was a, tri- a trip to see that because usually people are sizing you up, you yeah. know, and like what are you about, and kind of reserved and judging, right, right. you know, seeing yeah. what you're about. Um, yeah. If not running up on you, maybe even asking where you're from, mm-hmm. depending on where you were at that time. Yeah, and to be in this environment where there was just um, this music that. It was just un- unbelievable. You know, it was unbelievable. Love. This is what I think about when I hit when I when I think, I'm thinking about the music's playing when I move, and I think about playing my affirmations about mm. you know thank you God for my my hands, thank you for my legs, thank you for my eyes, thank you for my wonderful life. And you know it's going over and people hearing that it's yeah. repetition, repetition. Thank you for being able to love, being able to reason, being able to understand. Oh, it's just oh, it had me going crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's just too much love. It's yeah. just all that love in there. And I was on, it was on television. I was just fantasizing, being involved. When was that first time you had that experience, Mike? This must have been a week ago, huh? Two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. A little longer, though. Could have been. Because I've been mean, watching. I've been, yeah. I've been in this room just watching. This one was different. I just watched sitting there on my couch just watching it. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Think of, yeah. We're fascinated by it. Um, and that's. I wish that happened earlier than two weeks ago. That could happen a long time. For me, exactly. that but happened. I was too judgmental back then. I was too judgmental. I seen all when was right. your crazy looking white kids and shit. I thought that shit ain't no good. <laughs> and then one day I was reading re- re- my thought, wow, holy shit, they don't even know what this is. And that's where I get that epiphany from. Yeah. It, uh, for me, it happened in 1991. Wow. Luckily, luckily I, I, you know, I feel like. So many people, so many more people's lives would have been changed if they discovered it that early on. And um, who were the big artists then? There wasn't. I mean, it the big just underground the DJs. Big, it was here in LA. I mean, the scene was so small, and at one point, it was non-existent. That's why I started hmm. because it, it, it existed for a short period of time. There was a uh, they called it a rave task force. That mm. went and shut down all the parties. They're all illegal at the time. So this first experience you had was at a rave. The word rave actually wasn't. I, it, they were all called undergrounds. It was before even they were calling them raves. Uh. And they, they kind of turned so into rave raves. is kind of a sort of derogatory, like law enforcement term. Is that not, right? Not for me. Depends no. who you're talking okay. to. If, okay. if the if Fox News is covering it, it's it's derogatory most right. likely. Right. If you know, for me, it's 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 the history of of sure. the, the underground scene. It, it, you know, rave culture yeah. is a beautiful thing. Where sure. and, and there's a great community behind it. Where it had a bad, you know, it had a bad image. That's why I always had a bad image of it. Yeah. it gave, you know, the public, uh, the the press gave it a real bad image. They did. Yeah. They hung on to the things that they could find that were right. negative, and right. that was what it was. What was it? it what would, it was all about versus. Yeah. The success, you know, right, right. me me not getting jumped at a, and being at a party. Right. With that's, what I noticed, that's what I noticed too. I noticed the love. That's yeah, really fucked love. my head up yeah. to the love. Yeah, yeah. The love. It, it was all love. Un- uninhibited and just let it all go. Yeah, you know, people feeling comfortable being in that you know in that environment in LA was a, it was a a place that you felt comfortable in your skin and mm. and felt good. Yeah, I wish I could that. administrate the toll there while people are experiencing that. Well, one day you can. Man. 
One day you could do that. Just keep that keep that in the mind's <laughs> eye, Mike, and just fucking blast it out into the universe, man. It's going to happen. Imagine doing it for three days in a row. He's letting the music play. <laughs> three days. Just let it go, brother. I need to do this ad read, but first, I've got some money to collect, so I need to call my bookie. Uh, oh, hey there, Eben. I need my money, Uncle G. What money are you talking about? Last week, I put $100 on the Jags. I won, and I still have not received my money, dude. Ah, uh, you know I'm good for it there, uh, Eben. But, you know, I took a, I took a big bath on the, uh, the, the Bears. You know, they covered what? the spread. I didn't think they were going to cover the spread. Uncle they, G, this is your problem, dude. I need my money. Well, what the hell? Trubisky all of a sudden can, like, throw, like, uh, three or four touchdown passes out of nowhere. That's my fault. Look, I need my money. You know, my, my aunt, she's very elderly, and she's on a fixed income. This is She's on a fixed your income. problem. This is your problem. Yeah, man, if uh, I was you, I wouldn't even listen to that motherfucker. Go online right now. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to my bookie online no, right don't now. don't go there. Don't go there. Trust me. You don't even need that guy. Don't listen to Mike. My bookie online. I'm going there right now. You know why? Because you bet, you win, they pay, buddy. <laughs> There's nothing else like the NFL. The supreme athleticism, the bone-crushing hits, the traumatic brain injuries, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Just use promo code HOTBOXING to activate the offer. That's promo code HOTBOXING and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Or call Uncle G. My number is 312-785-5555. And then ask for uh, Uncle G or, you know, as my dad calls me, Gerald. Forget all that. Go to MyBookie.ag and don't forget to use the promo code HOTBOXING when creating your account to claim the bonus. That first experience in 91, did that really just inspire you? Say, I got to do what I can to spread this, this culture, this message. How did you start producing these events yourself? How does somebody even do that? So in, in 91, there was a small scene and I was real happy being part of it and going and taking it all in. I got inspired when it died. Mm. Because it, I realized how important it was for my life. I just wanted to bring it back. And I wanted somewhere for me and my friends to have a good time and connect with others on that level. So that's that's when I got inspired. It, mm. it crashed and, and burned and it was... When was that? That was in 92. Really? That it really, it, it died. Between the LA, a lot of these parties used to happen in South Central and downtown LA. And between the riots and the curfews that were going on for like a month or so. There wow. Was, you had to be in by a certain hour. These events would go all night. And the parties prior to the LA riots getting shut down because they were illegal and there being this task force out there. Because they were usually in like an abandoned warehouse or building somewhere, right? Yeah, they were in fields, warehouses, fields, yeah. uh, dry lake beds, mm. wherever. Wherever there was space to fit a few thousand people. Wherever you can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when I got inspired. Was when when it died, and I was I I, I had a void in my life mm. being able to go to these events. I mean, it was. I really, I mean, I lived for it. My room had all the flyers on the walls. I had a Serwin Vega base bins in my bedroom. When did you think, I can make a living off of this? It's a good question. I actually never thought about that till decades later. Wow. I was just about the goals of having an Keeping exist. And yeah. I knew that it made me happy, and I knew it made others happy. 
and I just wanted to be alive and 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 and, ha- and be be available to to myself and the people that I loved, which I love people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, you know, I wanted to spread the word. Mm-hmm. So I just and I wanted it to exist, and that's that's what wasn't happening for a while. So. Um, yeah, so that's that's really really how I started. I started really small. I mean, three hundred people, and um, was your first event? My first event had three hundred people. How did you go about it? What did you you found a space? You printed flyers. What was your workflow? Yeah, I was at Kinko's, cutting up fly you know flyers, sticking them. To, uh, I was doing the flyer runs and making copies, and I was out there promoting. I was on Venice Beach trying to find people that that remembered the old days, which was only a year prior, but it felt like an eternity because yeah, it, it, it had died a year prior. And I was talking to people about what it was about and um, had 300 people show up on the corner of uh, Crenshaw and Slauson wow. was my first. That's dangerous, man. My first Fucking party. dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. That's Shit, that even, didn't even sound right when you said that, right? Looking like at him Greg and what he gets to mention didn't even sound like yeah. they connected with one another, right? Looking at him and what he gets said didn't that's even not, connect, yeah, right? that's not what I was expecting <laughs> the first thought to God be. God damn. It's, you know what's beautiful? Is it's a yoga studio now, the yeah. warehouse that I used. Wow. I went and met the, the woman that runs the spot, and we were doing a little uh, documentary on the history, and... Talk to the woman. Isn't it incredible what determination and will would go through and do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, you know, don't care even risk death. Don't even care. Just a a thought. Yeah. Thought of something. I remember all the, um, a lot of the people used to cruise Crenshaw right there, and there's these little turnoff spots, and I'd be setting up the sound system, and there was just like a row of Impalas just, (laughs) you know, with uh, hitting the, the hydraulics and, and we were getting ready for the, the rave party that was going on there that night. It was just, it was uh, two different cultures coming, you know. It was, it was great. Wow. It worked out perfect. The parties would go off. I used that spot a couple of times, so I got busted. But, mm. And then we started moving around around the city, all, wherever we could find to do these events. Did you have a, a DJ, uh, somebody to, get the, to put on the music? Like, who was it? Did you do it? Yeah, so I... I hired DJs, local LA underground DJs that were mm. playing the parties when the party when the events were still happening, and there were still some record vinyl shops on Melrose, and mm. I would go in there and I would talk to the DJs. The DJs used to be able, used to work at the record stores uh. that played the party, so you could hear a track that was played at, at an event, and then go into a record store and talk to the people. What was that song? Yeah, you know, like this, and yeah. you try to. Uh, mimic. Uh, That's the good the old days. Yeah, yeah, so it was. It was a real small scene, and and uh, the dream was to to grow it on the level that it's it's grown to. And I love that. That's so. I think that's so key that you weren't even thinking about making money. You were just thinking about how do I spread this love and happiness to as many people as I can. If I, if I did, if there was spreadsheets in front of me, and I did, it, if, I, if the goal was to make money, I would have, I could, I wouldn't have moved forward. Yeah, because it was, there was no money in it. I was broke for many, many years. <clears throat> Top ramen apartment with rent control. Luckily, just barely, you know, getting, being able to pull it off. But it, I mean, when you don't even see that. I mean, I was the happiest. I was as happy as I. I am now then None yeah, of that matters Imagine, imagine 200,000 people Behind you Talking about We want rent control But I say I, I say that It's not like I'm not saying I, I wasn't struggling Right Because right. I was happy Right And it was the best the be, I mean it was exciting Makes And I was in love with Everything what I was What you doing. were doing yeah, yeah So That's so important It was easy Yeah So important for, In life You know I think that's Like you were saying It's That's the beauty Of these of the festivals and these carnivals is that, you know, people in today's age get so bogged down with the mundane details of surviving, having a job that pays you money so that you can eat and live after you pay your bills, after you, pay your bills you know, and trying to figure out how they're going to be successful or who they are in the world and 
being in an environment with with music and the sensations that you provide and create, you know, it reminds people of what really matters and who they are and, you know, it taps them back into the spirit of themselves, you know, which we're so just, we're so distracted from in this time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm so hyped that you give me energy because so, someone like yourself, so successful, a legend, and I mean, boxing, you, you don't think of many names Dude. in boxing. Your energy, it gets me more excited about to work harder and do more. For people that um, find, see the positivity in this and it can, it can change their lives and it, you know, it makes them – hearing you be excited about diving into this and everything that you're doing with the project, I mean that just gets me more excited. It gives me energy because there's people that are – again, they're, they're angry. They're, they're – they're depressed. They're so many different right, things going yeah. on, and to discover this and connect with it—that's life changing, and that's Absolutely. everything. That's why, still today, there's you know the business is successful, but I'm still doing it for that reason to see people connect with that and get hyped on that. It can also go to another level of happiness. Absolutely, yeah. It can go to another level of it. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about what we're doing together. What are you and Mike partnering on here? Explain it, please. To fucking bring to the world, man. How are we going to have a worldwide fucking electronic music festival? So, as I mentioned before, we build cities for the weekend. Some some shows, there's a show that we do that costs $50, $60 million to build for the weekend. And then what do we do? We tear it down. Wow. After building it, and people experience it for three days. I'm going to start taking pieces for memories. Yeah, you got start to. Start taking pieces and finish them. <laughs> so one of the dreams has been, rather than just building a city and then tearing it down, a permanent destination mm. where you can host amazing events. And just... Me and Mike haven't known each other very long. We just recently met, and yeah. it was through. He's already done a he's done a festival, kind festival. Yep. He's building an oasis in the middle of the desert. Yep. Lazy River, uh, different levels of accommodations, yep. grass fields, uh, wave pools. I mean, he yes. And Chateau, then there can't glamping stuff. Glamping, beautiful. And then there's me. I just told you my story, yeah, right? Yeah. So that the perfect synergy. Exactly. So yes. Instantly we are we started, you know, dreaming up ideas and, and connecting and talking and and uh it's just it's it's we're exploring a lot of different things, endless amount of things. And I'm just really excited about what he's working on and it ties into what I do for what I've devoted my life to. Yeah. So um, that's a little, a little bit. So a little bit. What is it like to find some um, property to do these shows? Is it miserable? So, it's, that's one of the hardest things. I have spent many, uh, I mean, decades trying to find venues to be able to produce these events, and it's, it's either the roads can't handle it, the local government is mm. thinks we're bringing Woodstock. They, they don't have a great image of mass gatherings. Uh huh. So they're a little afraid of it. Things have changed in recent years. And when we've crossed over, the music has really gotten more popular. So people – now it's, it's great. I'll be talking to someone at uh, an, off, uh, an officer or a fire marshal and they'll say, I, used to, you know, I go to these parties or I used to go to these parties or, hey, can I meet this artist? Like that, things have changed. It's yeah, matured. Yeah. But it's still difficult on the logistics side to find a place that can house host – this this many people. How many people usually? I mean, we're doing events. I mean, we do hundreds of events throughout the year, and we have, you know, the uh, biggest event that you do four hundred and fifty sixty. The biggest in history, I think, is four hundred and sixty thousand people at one time. One hundred and sixty thousand a day. Oh wow! So a lot still a lot. Still and then our, our smaller festivals do 50,000, mm. 60,000 people. 
That's a lot of people. In 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 Mexico City, we do 120. Wow. In Las Vegas, we do 160. Mm. In Orlando, we do 90,000 a day. Mm. Um, and you know, on Halloween, we do 60,000. There's a lot of different events. And you asked earlier about the brands. We we didn't get past EDC. I know, I know. We have Nocturnal. We have EDC. We have Escape. We have Countdown. We have endless amounts of um, uh, brand, uh, event. Rolling Loud. Rolling Loud is a is another one. That's yeah. a different style. Different yeah, it's style. very different style. That's more hip hop. That is a hip hop festival. And I can't. We're not the creators of that show. Okay. We are. So we support that event. Okay. And that's very different than the community that I talk about that yeah. we live and breathe every day. That's a great festival, and we yeah. support some guys at uh, Miami that. Um, Produce it, yeah. It's it's been their their cool. their show, and we're there to support them. We've helped them branch out outside of uh, Miami, where their home base is, because nice. we have the infrastructure. But when it comes to the co- the community that I speak about, that's yeah. different. Yeah, um, that's a great event for that for as well. sure. But for sure, it's um, yeah. So it's we, we have a lot of different events, all different sizes. We've talked about Mike's property. He has, uh, you know, four, five hundred, four hundred twenty acres. Yep. We have four around seven hundred more. We get a lot of like, acres. Yeah, he can, we get a lot of room. More if he wants more, yeah. right next door. So um, that that can accommodate hundred thousand plus people. Wow, yeah. amazing! So, are you thinking to bring one of your current festivals there, or are you thinking of creating a brand new one? Specifically partnered I'll, I'll with Mike. Take, I'll take anything he offers. Yeah, works boring. Works boring. Everything. Anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, here is here's a little shot of the property. This is the T Ranch, right? This 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 map here is 490 acres acres on either side of the tent out in Desert Hot Springs and Palm Springs. We had the Kind Music Festival out there. Beautiful. The mountains are right behind it. It's yeah, going to be an amazing a, backdrop. Yeah, it's going to be incredible to have to build one of your cities out there, dude. Um, that's Antigua. This? That's our land in Antigua, I think. This is our land in that's Antigua. A, that's another property. This is another that property connected to that we're exploring something different at. Something different. What would yeah. that be? There's been a lot of different ideas, but don't want to, don't want to, don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, don't want to say what it is. Yeah, we have to. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Let's see. Beautiful property. I mean, it doesn't matter what it's called if you're right there, right? I mean, it's it's, there's a sound system and it, and you're able to be out there with amazing people and yeah, with the turquoise water there. Yeah, that's one of the best trips I ever took was in Anguilla. That's where we got um, property. That's Anguilla right there. That is? Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, dude. I believe, I believe so, yeah. This is great. You don't find this where there's grass that comes up to the sand. We're going it, to meet it, those guys in Anguilla. You know, the prime minister and all those guys. That's awesome. With, with, with um, Alki. With Alki? Yeah. You know Alki? I don't know Alki. Oh, Alki's an interesting dude. Alki's an interesting cat. We have a festival called electric forest that is in the woods of michigan and we have cabins like that and actually the community is so amazing people there is no security like that people just respect one another they don't even go into each other's spaces you have these camp out festivals where some people are glamping some people are just straight up camping that's dope and do you do that at a lot of your events a handful i want to do more camping i love camping because when you have and I just added camping to our largest festival, EDC in Vegas. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about because on your nocturnal wonderland it says art, camping, and music. This is my first festival that I ever produced as a teenager, and I'm still wow. doing it today. It's the longest running festival that I'm that I'm aware of. Wow! In dan- in the dance music world in in America, so it's been uh, it's been quite a ro- ride with this one. It's it's amazing, but yeah, this is. Gonna happen at a venue called Glen Helen. There's camping. It's a black light themed festival that really really comes alive when the sun sets and yeah, these theatrical performers come I love out. This stuff right here. This yeah, yeah. It's people on stilts and shit. I love the people. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you gotta make more like a Mardi Gras and all that shit. That's, oh yeah, man. Have big um, floats and shit. People on their floats. Art cars. 
making like comedy theatrics, bro. art installations. Yeah. But really, you know what makes it, these events? That's beautiful. Where's Glenn Helen? Glenn Helen is in San Bernardino, California. Oh, okay, it's in the hills. Okay, and there's um, a lot of uh, grass grass at this. It's a park essentially, and there's a water slide park attached to it that oh, we amazing. open up. So amazing. That's that's a lot of fun. How about New York? Do they give you any shit about this in New York? In New York, New York can be difficult. You know, we we've done festivals, we've done EDC, and we did fifty thousand, a hundred thousand people over two days. For EDC in New York, yeah. I ended up doing Orlando because there was grass there. I'd, the venues are tough to find on the uh, in New York. We were producing it in a parking lot of a stadium, and that's why I decided to not continue there because I wanted to find a better spot. And I, I'm still on the search. About, it's a little what, tough doing. What about cr- Prospect Park? And oh, Park Prospect and Park, like dude. Yeah. I mean, that would be. That would be real. That would be amazing. It. Yeah, but you got to get the. Um, you got to get go through the permit Brooklyn. process. I mean, the permit yeah. is a bitch right here. It is. I it can't be in New York. What's that? What's that? Um, what do they call the people? Not the the people behind them. What's the people? Parks and Rec. No, the people that are behind all the the napkins and all that shit. The, the union people. Oh, oh the union. Yeah. You know what? You know your shit. Because yes, in New York, on the East Coast <laughs> Union, it's still Ooh. still gangster. East Coast Ooh. Unions, you don't. You're, they, they want, ain't nice. They don't talk nice either. They don't let you, and they they work at their own pace, and you're yep. paying them per hour, and they do not uh, let you touch anything. Mm. If you want to move the napkin <laughs> to the left, no, I'm serious. They want yeah. they they, they <laughs> don't want you touching a thing. They need to do it, and they're going to do it when. They're ready. They're ready. So we, we try to get out there and Unless push for things. Buddies. Unless they're your buddy. They do the buddy system down there. Yeah. Interesting. So it was a very – that down. was another reason. I'm glad you mentioned that because not only did we, all, we we use a parking lot and try to transform it into like a magical, magical venue for the weekend, which took a lot. When you're putting that much into something and then you're dealing with the union, you know, it, it gets really pricey, so costly that even at sellout, your, it's tough to make sense. Mm. So, Fuck, man. this look, is the this is the look lineup. at this lineup: Alan Walker, Sex Machine, Bass Rush Experience. <laughs> We've got Black Tiger, Sex Machine, Bleep Bloop, Camel Fat, Camel Champagne Flat. Drip, B to B, Zeke Beats, back to back. That they're gonna go back to back on the table on the turntables. Ooh, Chris Lorenzo. Deadbeats, DJ Snake. Camel I mean, fat. the list goes I'm on. Ganja fat. White Knight, Gentleman's Club, Golden Features, Insomniac Records. So Insomniac, that's another one of your events? So Insomniac is the company that's the that company. produces all the events. Okay, cool. And we have a – our Insomniac Records is our label. We, I'm excited to say we just had our first uh, Grammy nomination with uh, Fisher's track – that we've been uh, that was exciting for us but yeah we, Insomniac is the company that produces the events it's the I company. gotcha and it's it's the name of the that's what the name of the events were when I first started mm. so when I did the uh, Crenshaw and Slauson party yeah. it was called Insomniac Fridays and I every weekend on a Friday I would do a different warehouse how long were you doing that? I did that for a year for that's a year amazing. every Friday there was a different party that you had to find out where it was and then I had my one-year anniversary, and I decided – and that's when I did Nocturnal, which was my first festival. Wow. So it's Insomnia Presents Nocturnal Wonderland. Amazing, man. That's so amazing. It's so awesome. It's so cool that you know you and Mike are putting together this partnership because I know how, how stoked up Mike is about it. Every yeah, day – Look at the situation. Why do they have to work there when they have their own property? Yeah, I know. Where the people I know they're going to be every year, every day, every time of the year. This is where they're going to be. They don't, they don't have to say, well, where they're going to be. Oh, that's too far. That's too expensive. They know. They can plan. They can anticipate it. And they have no problem being there. It makes sense to me, buddy. You don't have to fuck with the unions. You know? <laughs> well, especially if the infrastructure is built. Right. You know, we want to change the event up, the different events up, so it's a different experience for people that come. 
but the infrastructure you can have ready to go so you're not yeah. rebuilding it every time so it's 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 great you know very very exciting thing to explore and man how m- much money you fuck up you're tearing it down all the time yeah yeah then you can focus on the, the I mean, fun stuff yeah you know the, the nuts and bolts of it aren't Aren't, aren't as fun as yeah. the changing up the, the the concept of the event, making sure that the experience is good, yeah. and having the um, the foundation on the level that that Mike's talking about building is is uh, that's that's exciting for the whole culture and for the scene. So awesome, man! Well, imagine being in Prague. You ever did Prague yet? Prague? You did Prague yet? I haven't done Prague. You ever did Russia yet? Haven't done Russia, but we talked about that at dinner. Russia, fuck. I wonder what um, Israel would be like. Israel? Israel goes off. Be dope. Israel's yeah. great. Yeah, we, we're, we're looking around in Israel. Yeah, Jerusalem. That's dope, dude. It's we're, spreading all over the world. It's, a, it's beautiful. You know, we, we have grown so much in the past two years. Mm. And uh, we're just getting started. We just had our 25-year anniversary, and I feel like it's year one for us. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. And in China. China. Oh. China. How about the, the riots that are going on there, man? People are waking up That's in Hong China. Kong, right? Yeah. In Hong Kong. Well, um, it's pretty interesting. What do you mean by waking up? Are you talking about some kind of revolt, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, living under that type of communism, communist regime, where... There's censorship. There's all sorts of it's only manipulation. When it, when it um, suits them, you know, because the way they handle money now in China and sell things on the streets, not like communist. vendors now in China, that is very not common. It's capitalist. Super capitalist. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Personal owned, but the, the government works like this. You could have a, you could have a, you could become a multi billionaire there, right? But it's just a certain amount of money you could leave the country with. So you could be a billionaire. But you probably could only take $300,000 out if you're going to Vegas or something. Probably wow. let you know why you got to take that much money, too. Probably you have to explain it as well. I'm not sure, but most likely that's what it was like. Because I remember I was in Finland when it was a communist country, and people had visited Finland from Russia. And I remember it was like 20 people in a line, grown adults, and one guy had a gun, and he was like guarding and watching them. Mm. Yeah, I said, wow, this is crazy. Have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? No, my wife wife loved it. Well, it's really interesting from the historical point of view because it talks about how the super wealthy Chinese families saw communism coming and they left Mm -hmm. to go to Singapore, this undeveloped jungle island south of China. And... They started developing it, and they were able to keep all of their wealth there because the wealthy that stayed in China when communism took over had to give up massive amounts of their wealth to the state. So I think that's really an interesting thing, and what you're talking about, Mike, is is interesting too. I mean, you know, because and the other guys, the other guys that that Mao beat, Kao Yang Chak, those guys, they went. Well, I don't know. They didn't go to uh, Singapore, but they went somewhere else, and they said they went to the dope business. Mm. Opium. Yeah, China. they went to opium business. The, the, the capitalists that lost to the communists in China, they went to the opium business. Well, you know, the oldest cannabis uh, plants they found or discovered were ten thousand years old from China. Really? The emperor would use it. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. heard that. That's cool. Yeah. But who are we as, you know, I don't even know what we should talk about. We should, but I, what I say sometimes, who are we as people that we have to be hiding all of our life? That, well, we're you know, always if, seeking. If we, don't have, if we don't have our joint or we don't have a, whatever, it's a cocaine or a liquor, life is not happy no more. Life is miserable. Why is that? Why are we built like that? Human beings. Why are we built like that? It's no. It's over. The life is over once we don't have this no more. Well, there's not enough parties out there. There's not enough EDCs out there. <laughs> I That's agree. Why we're pushing this. I Get agree. it out there, Pasquale. I agree. Hey, that that was serious right there. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, really. I mean, I it's, agree. Makes people happy. For real. Absolutely, I get, man. I get direct messages about it every day, on a level of like, I'm not going to kill myself because I'm waiting for the next one. 
hold on. Listen, think about how what's it like living like a human being, thinking about yourself all day. That's what we do most of the time. We just think about ourselves or things surrounding ourselves, right? How do people live it? How do you get that fucking shit to shut up? You know, be in the moment. Yep. That's it, man. So you, you you zap them into being into the moment when they walk through those gates. For for us, that's on our side. And there's other ways to do that. Yeah. But that's what we you know we've do, uh, d- devoted our lives to doing, and it's been very gratifying. That's how you shut the ego down by making someone else happy. Yeah. You know, and make somebody happy. So you shut it down. Stop thinking about yourself and talking about yourself all the day. Yeah. I mean, we could go really deep on the why we want to get high, but <laughs> because that's what we're always seeking, man. We're seeking connection with something greater than ourselves, something higher, something. We're seeking connection with God, and these chemicals that we put into our bodies help us achieve that, even if it's only for a moment. You know, you can have you can have those moments, whether it's you know uh, sm- smoking or. Can, just being at one of these events, taking in the energy. Absolutely. But, but you, you can learn from those moments and, and take it into your everyday life, and that's what I see happening a lot. Yeah, you know, I lit. I talk a lot about about. I keep going back to what we do in these events because this is what I live every day, and what I'm, um, you know, only pretty much only thinking about. Aside from family, I'm thinking about these events in this community, and. That's what I love seeing it changing people. I mean, really changing people's lives where they come, they get this feeling, they connect, and they leave a different person, and they they're they're nicer to themselves, to themselves, to, to the others, just on on a daily. And that's a transformation that that keeps me going. Um, and I f- I feel that's what you're hyped. You know, you love that too. You know, yeah, I'll tell you, how do I do this shit at fifty three? So listen to this shit. <laughs> Right. Well, your vibration is raised. I feel this. What the fuck am I doing listening to this shit? Like, I'm a kid, this is new music. I'm like, wow, this is really worth something. <laughs> it's, beautiful, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful, it's beautiful dude. Yeah. It's awesome, man. It's your open. I, I see so much in it, you know? I can't yeah. wait till you go to your first EDC. Yeah, it's going to be so it's awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's hope I don't awesome. cry and shit. Hey man, just oh, let it out. Yeah. Crying and shit. Let it out. <laughs> no, we cry be, all the time. Yeah, dude. It won't be long, huh? Let the tears flow, baby. It's all good. Well, shit, man. It's been a real pleasure to have you in here, brother. I really, I appreciate it. No, really. Thank and you. we're stoked. We're stoked about thank the opportunity. You. Very you know, this grateful. Has attracted uh, so many Energy, different things yeah. um, into my life, and and uh, it's a lot. My company grew a whole lot there was a lot and listen i'm from the dance floor i'm not you know i didn't go to college i didn't you know i was a street kid running around venice beach break dancing and being at the top of a company with 150 people at it and having um you know hundreds of millions of dollars come through and connecting with cam at the right time in my life to help keep things sustained and actually help with growth has been amazing. I'm blessed to have amazing people so, around But do you me. understand that? Do I understand how I'm extremely – yeah, I'm ext- well, I think I understand. I'm learning every day. How, I'm a student like, do you constantly. Why is it you, though? Do you ever say, why did this happen to me? Why do I got the light? I mean, I pinch myself every day, and I'm grateful for it. Um <laughs> You know, I uh, I ask myself. You know what? I I I'm not that I'm asking myself. I I think I'm thankful every day, mm-hmm. and I pinch myself every day. You know, the, the beautiful people that are around me, the beautiful things that I get to work on, the, the amazing people that come to these events. To be able to be part of it is something that um, makes me happy and and uh, makes me want to work harder. This is your purpose, man. I you know. I love it. This is your purpose. It's all vibrations. You know, and yeah. the music is a direct representative of that. But, you know, when you go to a festival like one of yours, your vibration gets raised to a certain level. And then you leave there and your vibration is still high. So when you're around the people that you've been around, your relationship with them is shifted. 
because their vibration hasn't changed and yours has. And as you go through life and your vibration continues to raise, you sift out all the people until you get to the top, you know, wherever that is. You That's know, probably most people when are repetitious. You, yeah. Only yeah. very few people get the, get the, um, the information of thought. You yeah. know, it doesn't seem that. It seems like it's a, very, it's a lot of successful people, but the yeah. percentage of people, very few people have thought. And it's just hard to believe that that's true. Very yeah. few people do. Most people are repetition. Yeah, you're stuck. They go to work every day, do this every, every yeah. day, same thing, never to go do. You know, I know I'm going to come here every day, but I don't know if I'm going to wake up every day. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and very few people get the idea, hey, where did that thought come from? Why don't I work on that thought? And they're on that thought, and next thing you know, they're this person. Yeah. A life where we are who we think we are. Yeah. We are our thoughts. Right. We, you know what I mean? That's right. Even if we don't want to face ourselves, we are who we think we are. Yeah. And even if you if you don't want to face yourself, yeah. you're going to continue yeah. to Be dig you yourself are. into yeah. that persona. No doubt about it. Where were you born, man? Were you born Los in? Los Angeles. You were? I'm born and raised in LA. Wow. Skateboarder, you're skateboarding and all that stuff? Skateboarder, breakdancer? I, uh, <laughs> I, I surfed, I skateboarded, I broke, I broke dance on the boardwalk. I uh, was, uh, have, you know, graffiti uh, artist. I was in graffiti crews. I wasn't as good as some of my friends, that, but, the, but I was in graffiti crews. And, um, yeah, I grew up, grew up here in L.A. Awesome. Um, and then got into going to underground parties. Yeah. And a little bit of DJing in the early, early days when I first started, but then I decided to go the route of producing the events because there would have been no parties what was it that brought you to that first, that very first one you went to? My, just my friends. Um, Your friends DJ, invited you? Yeah, DJ Am. Hmm. Um, DJ Am? DJ Am. Oh, wow. And a dude named Seth. He's in a band called Crazy Town. Those kids that I grew up with. Crazy Town? Yeah. I love Crazy Town. Yeah. And Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Yep. So yes. They, they brought me to my first underground party. Uh, in the early 90s. Wow. And I was just mind blown. Actually, we were all hanging out in a little... Westwood at the time was very different. We would hang out there. and What was, was it like then? I mean, it was all... Though. every Kids from everywhere would just congregate there on, the on a nightly basis. No, no. Well, college kids were there too, but it was more like a lot of taggers and Ugh. tag bangers and some gangsters and some... And what killed it all actually was a shooting and a murder there from uh, – they had the movie uh, either Boys in the Hood or Colors mm. one weekend and the whole city. Like I think a college student got, yeah. got, got hurt in, in, the, in the crossfire of things. That kind of killed Westwood from being this hangout. But it used to be a spot where uh, all the troubled kids would, would – you know, all the all – the, would come and hang out. hang out. There was an arcade there. Because it was kind of a dope area. There was a lot of, yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun shit going on. There was a lot of fights. That's where I had gotten jumped a couple of times. Oh, the wow. Park there. Westwood. Into, yeah. Fuck. No, it's crazy. Westwood was hard back in the day. I mean, you had kids from everywhere yeah, yeah. coming there. You Makes know? sense. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't, I'm not, it, it was, was a collection French point for LA. It wasn't crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, there was a lot of stuff going there. People would come from everywhere to, to hang out in Westwood, meet girls, play arcade, you know, hang out yeah, in the arcade, yeah. get in trouble, whatever it was. And then there was that big shooting there, and it kind of killed it for the opening of uh, one of those two movies. I forget wow. what it was. Crazy. Um, so that was. Somebody got killed with John Attenberry. He got killed there. In wow. Westwood? His car was coming, somebody was just shooting, and he shot his car. Oh, wow, yeah. Jesus. That might have been the same, yeah. same situation. But. Yeah, it was it was Wessel, Wessel was pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Shit, man. I'll never for, yeah, I'll never forget this crew called NBT. Oh shit. Well, NBT. Anyways, <laughs> it, it, it was it, it, you know, it was um What that stand for? Um nothing but trouble. Mm. Fuck. Mm-mm. Fuck that. And we were we were uh, Stay away from those guys. And we 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 were yeah. They came in and started jumping Kids God from another it, crew dude. that were there. MBT. And, I mean, that was that was just one. It, there was a lot of stuff that was was going on yeah. there that was crazy. It was a it was very fun. tumultuous time, absolutely. <laughs> but then, w- those guys. I was at um, Seth's house, and I remember we were wearing Dickies and Converse. And if you were like 
Some, some of the guys were wearing Nike Cortezes and white T-shirts and starter jackets, Raiders or Kings, mm. baseball. You know, one day, I don't know when this happened, I was at those guys' house and they were putting on giant overalls. And they were pinning daisies to their overalls and they were wearing top hats with fur on it. I was like, I was still wearing my dickies, sagging my pants. I was like, what, is, what are you guys doing right now? Where are you taking me right now? So that was... Going to an underground. Underground party. They would we went down. to a map point and then we went to a warehouse and I was like, what, what? is this? And everyone was super cool. What's the reason to dress up for what was that? What's the reason that they dress up like that for? Well, it was it was it was part of the just like um, just like rock and roll and yeah. and hip hop have a sw- certain swagger and style about them. Uh, dance music, rave music, rave culture at that time. Baggy overalls, Doc Martens, or shell toe Adidas with even fat laces. The inspiration from mm-hmm. hip hop culture. There was that in the rave culture. Uh, as well, so and you know, walking in and feeling That's that energy. Awesome, no wonder they could wear you know daisies pinned to their overalls and furry hat. Like it's all good here. Yeah, you it's all good. Whatever you want, just be you. And yeah, people were. And then we brought you know, we used to dance in the circles there. I used to love the music, and the music reminded me of the early what you heard on the Venice Boardwalk that was booming out of. Uh, the giant ghetto blasters that that people were holding on the boardwalk yeah, in the, the, the mid eighties. People were doing that shit. Yeah, well, it, it, it was the same remember? music. Having that big fucking radio shit. Yeah, it was like craft craft work and even like oh, yeah. nucleus that jam. Daft Punk song and oh, I mean Daft Punk. What, what was that song? It's the same same. Express. I mean, yeah, yeah. that was like you know craft work for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sounded like I mean it was dance it was dance yeah. music and it was. Um, Walking into that first underground party and hearing that music and feeling that vibe, and then there was dance circles at the parties and people were break dancing to te- to house and techno and uproar mm. doing you know house dancing and stuff. It was it was everything that I want I needed and yeah. wanted. It was better than getting going at the to the park and people starting getting dr- drunk and like be like hey let's start a new crew who let's you know and then people jumping each other into little crews and then like real gangsters coming and like sweating us like it was it, you know it was better than that it was yeah. i i as a kid i felt like going to venice beach going to my first underground party mm. cuz venice beach you had people of all kinds coming together you had the street performers you had the um, the artists you had um, all, all the tourists that were there. You had the, the gangsters that were there. You had the break dancers. You had the surfers, the skaters. It was all kinds of people coming together. And Venice Boardwalk, majority of the time, there was some times where there was like some riots on the, on the boardwalk. But majority of the time, it was all love down there. It was a lot of artists and unique people yeah. coming together there. You had homeless people. You had weirdos, freaks, everything. Going to underground party and going to rave, it was like the same. It was the same thing. So I felt very instantly, very comfortable there, and uh, the positive vibes was was just Have positive energy. Have you been interviewed from by um, a network, television, NBC, ABC, anything like that? I have. Yeah. Yeah. My rave, about the music. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've gone to on some on press runs and beyond. I've been on uh, CNBC. And Fox and news. I've been on a lot of news, like in a lot of news channels, and I flew to New York to go to be on CNB, CN, CNBC. Yeah, I don't watch the news really too much, but nothing good there. Nothing well, now there. you've been on Hot Boxing, brother. I mean, and this is amazing, man. Sitting, Thank sitting you, with you. Hey, dudes. Thank you so much, Thank man. Really, really excited for the future. Cam, thank you. Same. For same thank you. You're the man. Mike, great episode. A lot of great things coming, yeah, dude. Yeah, God is great. God the future is, great. is bright. All right, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. Another great episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. I'm Mike Tyson. Pasquale Rotella. Do you want anybody to know anything about you? Want to say anything to the world? Uh, damn. <laughs> if you haven't been to an a, a insomniac event or even any any dance music festival and you think you know what it is, you got to check it out. It's probably nothing like that. 
Um, it's amazing. It's good for the soul. Come check us out. Insomniac.com. You can check out a lot of events there. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate being Thank here. Thank you very much. Thanks. Peace, everybody. This episode is brought to you by MyBookie Online. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Just use promo code HOTBOXING to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today.